On the first episode of the new decade, the catch Dave is natural habitat here humming our song it's a good after song. it's over. It's a good song. I made the song. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yes. Hi, Josh. Hey, Dave. It's amazing. It's 2020. We're back. Um, New year, new decade. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, we got Ooh. 2020 vision, right? Yes. Um, And just, wow. Josh is usually a man of 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 many words, but sometimes I really when, am. Yeah, when he gets sentimental, he, he kind of is at a loss, right? Yes. And he's a sentimental guy. He's a counter. He keeps track of things. He texts me late at oh, night God. on Christmas Eve saying we lost three followers. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> that that's no joke, actually. <laughs> he texted yeah. me at like I'm like uh yeah, you know like, I get pissed when we lose numbers. <laughs> I was putting out. Santa cookies and everything, and and Josh was like, oh, oh, I just wanted to make sure that we were okay with our social media because it seems like everything's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, like it's all good. Holidays are all good stuff as long as the numbers are good. <laughs> if the numbers are bad, no, what Santa's going back to North Pole, kids. If, if, <laughs> if the numbers are good, Mister Mursky is happy. But if Mister Mursky's not happy, the numbers aren't good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got to keep those hashtags going. Um, so Josh missed you, bud. What's been going on? It's been a while since we've been in the hot seat together. Um, nothing much. Actually, no, a lot. I mean, we've been pretty good. Um, you know, SLAs continue to grow. And yeah, I mean, let's, let's go over new year's resolutions. Cause like we said, it's 2020. I just want to say. That I learned something in the past month or so. What's Um, your New Year's resolution? Well, it's to not announce on (laughs) the episode what the next episode is supposed to be like. Because if you have you've listened to the past few episodes of SLA, which we all know, I've I've uh, introduced our next (laughs) guest, and it hasn't worked out lately. Um, We had one one individual ghost us, which is fine. People go through things. That's okay. And then uh, Mama Fry, who's a dear friend, love her to death. She she had to cancel. And she'll be back on the show. And then I tried to replace her with our other really good friend, Haley Moss. And and then I had to cancel. So we've had a lot of ups and downs with guests lately. But today, um, I'm really excited about our guest, uh, a good friend of ours, Neurodivergent Rebel, Krista Holmes. So that's gonna be fun. And yeah. we and we spoiler alert, we already recorded the interview. I promise that's true. Yeah. She's, we're not just gonna all of a sudden be ready to go to the interview and not be yeah, there. Like, da, da, da. Oh whoops. Well, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's my resolution. We, Do you have one? I mean mine is continuing to be rededicated working. I mean I have a couple um which are SLA related, one of them about um operation 93 but that's it i mean that that's it <laughs> josh right before we went on air said yeah i told i, I knew wasn't gonna but mention. that's mine that's seriously mine <laughs> that's the question and i'm not gonna lie on here that's true so you you asked if you didn't ask i wouldn't say but yeah we can, we can blame autism for that one because yes I, I autism advantage on that one <laughs> um so so holidays were good you had a good time yeah i mean i did i got like again since like Holidays are means like new things coming and stuff, so I did get overstimulated a, like a lot. So luckily for me, like my mom is really like understanding, my family's really understanding. So I kind of was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to the basement play with the cats and that for that. I was like, yeah, no, this isn't working out. So I drove back to my apartment, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's like knowing like I knew why it was happening. I was like, yeah, this is overstimulation. So it's like there's nothing really feel guilty about. When you understand like what's going on, and that's why I really like when that I kind of learn about what I have. It really makes it easier for when things do happen. I know what it is. I know why it is, and there's really there's no guilt because it doesn't need to be guilt. Yeah, and everyone, 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 yeah. whether you're neurodiverse or you're not or whoever you are, everyone has their limitations. Yeah, and everyone has um their their challenges. And listen. It, you don't need to have autism or a related condition to have trouble around the holidays. That is true. Uh, it, it is not an easy time for a lot of people, yeah. myself included. But I will say that this has been the most successful holiday season that I've had since I was a very little kid. Why, Dave? Well. Why, Dave? Oh, thank you for asking, Mickey Mouse. Um, the reason 
it was the most successful ever is because it wasn't about me. I have a two and a half year old and an incredible wife at home. Um, and we, we made it about the kid and, um, you know, she understands Santa. We left cookies out. I got to, or Santa got to eat them. Um, there was a lot of really special moments, um, this holiday season, thanks to my family for the first time. in you know, in a long time, because it does get a little less special as you get older. Um, but not for Josh. You, you you still get toys, don't you? No, I don't. I buy what I want. Oh yeah, he buys his own toys. So for example, look, and this I kind of I fulfilled like a childhood like dream. So I was out with my friends at a mall, like maybe. A week this is what I was thinking of. Yes, and I got myself a train set. It's a real monorail, a Disneyland monorail. Wait, wait, slow down. It's the the Disneyland, Disneyland monorail, monorail set. It's like a train set, but it's cooler. And you know what? Like yeah, I'm like I'm a 26 old man, and I like to press the button. I like to see it go around the circle, and I'm like yeah. So yes, I'm that guy, that 26 old man living in his apartment, playing with the toy monorail. I know I'm not ashamed. It's freaking awesome. And Listen, there's way worse hobbies to have than that as a 26 year old. So I'm I'm I I salute you. I think it's great. Yeah, I got lots of hobbies. I collect lots of things, but you know. What I think is interesting is when you have a bunch of, and I know Josh's friends for the most part, when you have a bunch of neurodiverse friends that all have special interests and they're not the same, that like, you know, you guys can cruise the mall and then like you could just be like, hang on, I got to get like this very specific Disneyland monorail <laughs> that I've been wanting to. And, and, then, and then you're very understanding, but very diverse group of friends. It's just like, all right, man, I'm down. Let's go. Let's go get this monorail. And you guys yeah. just do it. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It, look, it really keeps things interesting. I mean, usually when I hang out with my friends, I have one person who's like a what I call quote unquote like a normie. He's like, um, so he has nothing. Then I got a bunch of neurodiverse people, and when we all hang out, it's really fun because like you literally never know what someone's gonna say, and it's really <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's really entertaining. So it's never boring. I I live right next to a mall. I walk around this mall probably at least 50 times a month. It's crazy. Every time I go with my friends. More than once a day? Yes. Yes. Sadly, No yes. wonder you lost 40 pounds. <laughs> wow. Um, the thing is, every single time it's different because you never know what's coming out of one of these guys' mouth. It's funny. So, yeah. Neurodiversity really is awesome and it, it kills boredom, folks. It really, neurodiversity gets rid of boredom. If we were all the same, the world would be pretty boring, wouldn't it? I agree, and I think that that's yeah. part of what makes our work... That's that 2020 energy right there. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of what makes our workplace so special is that um, yeah. there's never two days that are the same. There's no such thing as monotony. Even if I was just pressing the same red button all day, um, it wouldn't be boring just because of the people around me, and, yeah. and there's always a success story or a funny story or, you know, like, some sort of an uplifting... There was, there was one actually today where... Some someone handed um someone some supplies in a box, and the guy turns around and says, like, "Hey, you know what? What's this?" And the person turns around with like the biggest grin on his face, says, "It's a box," and he just turns and walks away. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's again, great. again, I love it. It's like it's, it's like the example from a couple of minutes ago with you and me. I we said you weren't going to talk about something, and then I asked you. I set yeah. you up. <laughs> so it's an alley oop. The guy's like, "It's a box, dude." Yeah, it's it's great. And honestly, if it was a box, more power to him. Seriously. It wasn't a box. So, I mean. He, there you go. It was telling the truth there. But uh, it was just, it was, you had to be there. The face was like, God. My daughter's two and a half. And um, her name's Veda. V-E-D-A. I love her name. Uh, it's actually Dave with the letters rearranged. That was not deliberate. Um, but she was, she was sitting on my lap and she was making a weird face. And I said, Veda, are you pooping? And she goes, no, daddy. I'm not pooping. I'm Veda. <laughs> Veda. I'm Veda. I'm not. My name's not pooping. I'm Veda. You don't think that's you don't think that's funny, Josh? Whatever. <laughs> um. So let's let's get down to it. We got a couple really cool things going on. Josh, you're a sentimental guy. What what's coming up this month in January? Well, I'm happy you asked, and I'm totally not surprised. Also, <laughs> so later on this January, January twenty fifth, twenty twenty will be Sounds Like Autism's one-year anniversary of its founding. And wow. So, we, yeah, we are still less than a year old. We're going to be a year old this January. So I said to myself, I said, yeah, I, wow. said, I said, what can we do to celebrate, to give back to our listeners who have been so supportive and mm. so incredible over the past 12 months? And 
Um, in between season one and season two, we had something really fun happen that we didn't get to we mention had on many the air. Well, we had things. many, many fun things, but th- the thing that I'm talking about is uh, we had a giveaway with the original, the incredible, the best uh, weighted blanket company, Magic Weighted mm-hmm. Blanket. Yeah, um, they're really good, but I got to interrupt you there. I have one. They sent me one, and I use it like literally every night. I kid you not, every night, and it is incredible. I seriously, I, and I use mine too. They, I have one too, and yeah. I use mine too every Wait, single what night. What color is yours? I got the pink one. I know I gave you the pink one. <laughs> Yo, come on, man! <laughs> Don't. I got the blue one. Jeez, man. Um, but I, I mean, I wouldn't care. I'm not going to trade you now because the man's weighted blanket is, is no, is yeah, personal. no, no. It's my magic weighted blanket. But, so. but, um. Yeah, they're they're such an incredible company. Um, they've been so so generous with us, yeah. and um, great friend of us like great yeah, friend of us. Yeah, and uh, it's a family owned company. Everything's made in the United States. Um, yeah, they're they're just uh, a great great group of people, and they have offered to do another giveaway with us in honor of our one year anniversary. Woo-hoo. So, um, the winner will be announced February third or so, or the episode closest to it. I haven't done the math or looked at my calendar enough today, um, but we're we're gonna do one one uh, month from today, which is January third. Um, and all you have to do is go on our Instagram and repost the picture, um, the magic weighted blanket picture with the hashtag SLA giveaway, and uh, we will pick our winner, and you will get your very own magic weighted blanket. They are incredible. They are machine washable, and they are awesome. So comfy. Yes. Yeah, and if you win, you will experience. How awesome they are! Actually, there's a there's an explanation on their website, Justin. I don't know if you know this story. Uh, you must know this story. I don't know if you read the the, the Beanie story, Baby, but yeah, the way yeah. that magic blankets were invented were, was by this family. Um, there was Beanie Baby obsessed siblings, and they put a bunch of Beanie Babies on their father, and their dad was like, "This feels really nice." And originally, the magic weighted blanket was called the Beanie Blanket, um, and they couldn't use that name. But that you know that's when you, and when you feel it, it does feel like it, a pile of a hundred beanie babies on you. Yeah, and also like there are lots of imitators out there, but I mean, like I felt an imitator. It's different. It's seriously, it's different. You just you gotta try this one, and then you understand. What I'm talking it's almost about. like this one's magic. That's really corny. Um. So That's anyway, really corny. Absolutely, get wow. on there, everybody, and get that way to blanket. And if you don't win, listen, support that company because they're. Incredible. Oh yeah, I mean, they support um autism. They support. They support um, um veterans. Yeah, um, and um they support um America. Um. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Right. You were gonna say you to were say. gonna you were gonna say what I said. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> there's that. And then, and, and then we have another really exciting thing. All of a sudden, we started receiving these amazing gifts in the mail. And, yeah. I, you know, if they weren't amazing gifts, I wouldn't be plugging them. They're not a sponsor. They're just a really good group of people. Yeah. But um, everybody go on Instagram and follow ND Renegade and support them. Uh, Neurodiverse Re- Renegade. They are so cool. And the stuff that they sent us is, like, killer. Right, Josh? It's sick. Yeah. Uh, um, they, I can't believe we get it's free so, stuff. It's so good, then. Matter of fact... Um, Sounds Like Autism has partnered up with ND Renegade. So if you go on ndrenegade.com, and when you are on the checkout, you enter code SLA15, you will get 15% off. Why? That's because we are also awesome. So <laughs> ndrenegade.com, when you make your purchases of awesome stuff, and they are awesome, I'm actually check gonna... out, go to put code SLA15. 15% off. I'm actually going to put up a picture of my mug right now. I have a NeuroCool mug, which is so, so neat. It's like a Yeti mug. Um, it's kind of like a thermos. That NeuroCool. And, and um, yeah, we also have NeuroCool shirts, NeuroCool hats. Yeah, um, it's really cool. You have that Aspie shirt, right? And then yeah. what about that mug you, you got? Yeah, I mean, all this stuff's incredible. What does it I say? Born it. to born to ride the spectrum? <laughs> yeah, with like a motorcycle on it, yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's Harley like, Davidson yeah. looking thing. Making yeah. autism cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You make autism cool too, Josh, don't worry. I, um, I, I know. I just I am cool. And you're so modest too, which is why oh, I yes. like you. They they do call me Mr. Humble in some parts, you know. <laughs> that's that's why I'm the guy looking at Rolexes and stuff, even though I can't afford one yet. <laughs> All right. So well it's good to dream big. But 
about 2020 without getting too emotional and sentimental and corny. What are our goals for this year? I mean, let, let let's stay humble. Let's move forward yeah. and 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 you know try to create a more inclusive um, society for everyone. We do have some big plans, and, yeah. and those big plans will will help create those things. We don't want to give too much away now, but um, you know maybe it's an HBO miniseries. Maybe maybe it's on Disney Plus. We don't know. Maybe. We don't know. We're still shopping it around. You yeah. know. Maybe it has something to do with Pixar. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is that Pixar original, or maybe Pixar. maybe we're gonna be on Antipic. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Uh, maybe we're gonna go. Maybe we're gonna go international. I you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Josh is going to run for office, and you know he can't do president because like he's not old enough. But maybe you know maybe he could do like county legislator or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. But but I mean we, I always have wanted to run for office, folks. So one day, so. You know. But my, my view is it's just a date on the calendar. Time is a, a social construction. It's but a myth. And, oh no, uh, not to me. And, and not and to me. The it's... goal the goal is the same, but it is a cool mile marker, and I think that's what one year is huge. This is huge. I mean. Lo- Lots of things don't last this long. I mean, momentum it momentum ends, you know. Marriages. Yeah. Lives, relationships. Jobs. Right? You know? She's like, yeah, but SLA didn't. SLA is still here, baby, and we are going full steam ahead. Woo-hoo. And I, I think that's a, a good sign for things to come because yeah. I haven't drove you crazy yet. And, you know, I still I haven't like, drove you crazy. I, which st- is I still crazy. like you just fine, too. So that's, yeah. that's great. Um, cool. I am pretty cool. And... Uh, so I can't uh, I can't hold back anymore. We got to play this interview uh, with the incredible, the dynamic Krista Holmes, aka the neurodivergent rebel NDR. Yeah, the the uh, the incredible, the dynamic, the talented. Yeah, uh, can't say enough about uh, this person that we can now call a friend yeah. and uh, make sure you give her a follow and support her because what she's doing she she's doing big things and we strive yeah. to uh, to to be. A little bit more like Krista every day, right? Yeah. So let's slap on that interview. All right, cool. And we'll see you next week. And I'm not going to say what's going to happen next week because I don't know because the future is never certain, guys. Never is. And in 2020, we're going to manage our expectations and yours, okay? So we'll see you next week. We have high expectations here. We're going to manage the expectations, Josh. Just stay calm, okay? (laughs) Um, uh, Without further ado, uh, Neurodivergent Rebel. All right, here we go. Okay, guys, I am so stoked to introduce our guest. First uh, one of the decade, by the way. First one <laughs> of the decade, not just the year, not just the year, the decade. Yeah. It's Only a, can I get this opportunity once every 10 years, people. Remember that. It's a big, big deal. And uh, she, is oh, a, yeah. she is an IRL friend of mine. We met in Jupiter, Florida at the Autism at Work conference, uh, I, finally, I this past October. And um, neurodivergent rebel herself, Krista Holmes, is on the show. Hi, Krista. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. I'm glad to finally get to come on the show. I know we talked about this a long time ago. Now we're finally making it happen. So thank you so much. We talked when when SLA was just a puppy. And look look at us now. We are are almost one year old. We're still a puppy. We're a pretty toned puppy, though. We're a pretty toned puppy. (laughs) Yeah, but thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my um, pleasure. Yeah, so it's just really cool to be talking to the like original NDR. <laughs> Actually, that, that brings up a good point. Can you tell us a little bit about your name, Neurodivergent Rebel? Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I, the name the name is everything, right? You know, I, so I, I'm a marketing. You know, I'm in marketing, so I, I knew the name would be really important. But then also, it's like you know, when you're taking your own name, you want it to be really personal and you really need it to mean something to you yeah. uh, and so this name this means a lot to me you know because my whole life like people have called me oh you're a rebel you're a rebel you know and told me I was rebellious or told me I was being difficult and it usually wasn't necessarily a good thing that when yeah. people would say this you know uh, and I was actually never trying to be rebellious I wasn't trying to be difficult <laughs> oops puppy dog no 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 um and so you know, it's it's just you know when I was diagnosed autistic, it was more like it made it made sense. Okay, okay, you know, it started to make sense. Um, and then, uh, you know, once uh, you know, 
sorry, the dog barking threw me off a little bit. Sorry. Uh, and, and so, you know, um, I, w- I was diagnosed and it started to make sense. And then, you know, putting that in the name uh, was my way of kind of taking that back, mm-hmm. you know, and reclaiming that. Like, you know what? Yeah, I am a rebel. But, you know, it, I, it was like never I was never trying to be rebellious. But now I'm just going to I'm going to own that, you know, because it, it is something that's kind of, I guess, so embedded in my nature. And now it makes more sense. Uh, and then, you know, the neurodivergent. Um, you know, neurodiversity, you know, when I was first um, starting to tiptoe into autism on the internet, uh, was the only positive light you find when you start looking after you're recently diagnosed. You know, you, you search autism and you put it in Google and it is all medical gloom and doom, bad stuff. You know, yeah. it's getting better now because there are more bloggers, thank goodness. Uh, but, you know, when I was diagnosed three years ago, more, you know, it, it was all bad. And then I found neurodiversity. And I was like, oh, there's hope, you know. And so neurodivergent rebel, I, I, it was just important, you know, to embody neurodiversity in there because it was something that really, uh, you know, in, in a time of self-discovery was so important to me. Yeah. Um, did you did you coin the term neurodivergent? No. No, That's been no. Around? this is this has been around for years, probably when I was a kid, I would say. I you know, it's it's been around, you know, I I'm not the originator at okay. all. Well, no. Yeah, but when I hear that I, when I hear that word, I always think of you, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can't take credit. No, definitely not. <laughs> but you know, there 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 are people that have been doing this long before me and you know, they they paved the way and um you know, I, I, you know, we got to continue doing the good work for generations uh, forward and continue. But, um, so um, I was wondering a few things. Um, first of all, as a fellow, um, because you were diagnosed late, also. Mm-hmm. If, uh, so, as a fellow late diagnosee, um, if that's even a word, <laughs> uh, how did you first like you react when you found out that you're on the spectrum? And also, this is a two-part here. How, what was your journey like from diagnosis to um, advocate? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, so, you know, when I was first diagnosed, uh, like, I, I, it was interesting. You know, I think I went through all the phases of grief almost in a way, which is really interesting. Like, I, you know, I was, there was a time where I was a little frustrated. I was like, oh, how did we go so long without seeing this? Because it was like, I looked back at everything. I was like, this should have been so obvious. How did we miss it? And it made me, like, I was a little angry for a while. Uh, and then once I got past that, you know, I just moved through all of that. And then once I started to accept it, um, I started to really accept myself and for the first time, you know, in my life have self-compassion, um, you know, and, you know, we, we say, you know, don't, and I, I have a rule now for myself. It's like, you know, I don't say something to myself with self-talk that I wouldn't say to another human being, um, because, you know, often we are our own harshest critics, but, you know, before okay. I knew I was autistic, I didn't give myself any space. I was always pushing myself and, you know, sometimes I would push myself to I break and I would, you know, that's well, partly why I was diagnosed is I pushed myself until I was, you know, broken. You know, I was having mental health issues and then also physical health issues as well. So it, it was all manifesting, you know, in a very um, physical way uh, because I was just pushing myself too hard and never gave myself that permission and space to um you know, even rest when I needed to, because I had an impossible standard I held myself to before I knew I was autistic. And the diagnosis, you know, let me, you know, give myself the permission to step back. Um, But a lot of people gave me pushback and were like, well, you don't need to do this or, well, you never stepped back before or, you know, what, you you know, they, they, it was hard that people didn't want to let me um, even, do this self-care at first because people were really resistant to it well you're not really autistic you know and it was really interesting going through that um, and then finding out on the internet how many people had the same experience but kind of felt like they were all alone in it um and they so did you start, you start in advocacy as like a a consumer of of you know blogs and i know i know you're a, a avid twitter user right did you start as kind of a a um, audience member and then kind of join in? So it all really started with Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I knew, I knew 
right away that I disagreed strongly with, you know, the things I read online in like a lot of like, you know, stuff that was written about autistic people from a neurotypical perspective. I, I knew I disagreed and I didn't always have the words for why I disagreed or I would read something and it would make me feel gross. And I was like, oh, this is just gross. It's wrong. And I couldn't even put the words to why. And so often it was like sharing these things community going what are your thoughts on this guys because twitter like i found that actually autistic tag um, and it was just so interesting to be able to interact with for the first time in my life people that had like really really thought like i did and you know you account encounter them every now and then in your life you may or meet one or two and they're probably undiagnosed you know uh, you you know you may meet a diagnosed autistic person in your life but we're you know we're we're spread out um and, you know, we, 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 we are, but to see that much concentration of people that are all so similar is really oh, shocking and then empowering all at the same time. But Twitter, you know, I started asking questions and, you know, then once I had the vocabulary for the things that I kind of knew already, then it was like yeah. one day it was like this, this key, like had been unlocked and all of a sudden I had the vocabulary and I just knew what I needed to say, but it was like, it was like one day I just, I knew I wasn't, you know, I don't know. It was really weird. I, I, was I totally back. understand that. It's like liberating because you finally have like the words to describe like the things that you wanted to say, but you never had the words for it. Is that like what you're getting at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Josh was diagnosed at 13. Yeah. Um, and we, we both had our, our journeys through neurodiversity and through advocacy, but I think things really started clicking for us, actually, not to plug, but w once we started at Spectrum Designs, both of us, yeah. we kind of, and kind of entered more formally into the advocacy and employment and, and empowerment world for people um, with different brains. I think that that, um, that that taught us a lot about ourselves and enabled us to um, to say things out loud that maybe we were thinking, but we're really unfocused. Um, mm -hmm. And, and yeah, it's amazing the kind of content that you can look that you can see so easily once you know what to look for. Yeah, like a, like something as simple as a hashtag, um, and oh, yeah. and something as and 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 everything that we're using. I mean, except for these fancy microphones we just bought, everything that we're using, <laughs> everything that we're using is free. You know, yeah. and, and it's yeah. so so empowering. It's priceless. Mm -hmm. Just don't give those companies ideas to like start charging, Dave. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Then like, everyone will hate us. Well, it's like those um those yes. those notification those uh, viral posts that you see. That's like Mark Zuckerberg says that he's gonna start making you pay fifty dollars a month for your Facebook if you don't share this with fifty okay. people. <laughs> like, really? No. No. <laughs> um. So so that brought you to. Um, that this isn't your full-time job. This is still your uh, neurodivergent rebel is Krista by night, right? Wait, um, it's more of my obsession than anything. My, you know, oh, my, my passion. I shouldn't say obsession. It has a bad connotation. I think obsessions can be good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> you, I think, you know, with that, I think, like, you have to harness it, though, because I think, like, obsession, think of it, like, kind of like um, a wild, like, horse. It's like, it has lots of energy. It's running all over, right? Mm -hmm. But if you able to tame that horse and tame that energy it can do incredible beautiful things and it's i think it's kind of like that like i mean i'm obviously like i mean i've obsessed on stuff like jellyfish um and a bunch of other things in my life but once i learned how to harness it and i really learned how to harness it through the studying and practicing to be a tedx speaker when you learn how to harness it you can take that and direct it to like i want it towards sla boom I want it to um, TEDx boom and stuff. So like when you learn how to harness that like obsessiveness and stuff, it can really become like the biggest ally you'll ever have. Yeah, it, it, it's true. That's so I was like, I think it's such a strength. And that's one of the things that made me like the maddest made me feel like, oh, yeah, Rebel is right. Because when I look at the DSM, it describes even our most like I think like the obsessiveness that it pathologizes is one of my best strengths. But it is so clearly pathologized in that manual they use to diagnose us. And I'm like, well, yeah, it can be bad, but that obsessiveness is literally like it, it it's it's why I am so good at so many things because I am so driven to to figure things out. You know, I have to solve the problem. Um, and it's a skill. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we, like, we agree 100 percent. And we think that people should, you know, 
that we should live in a more strength focused society than one that that pathologizes and kind of medicalizes everything. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and so, that's that's yeah, that's what we're all working towards for sure. So um, I um, I was curious because here at SLA, um, out of one of our main like missions, kind of like a mission statement, if you would, was like uh, I want to be able to help all the little Josh and Joshettes, so say, <laughs> out there. Um, so like. Like they don't need to go through like the type of stuff which I did going through school and stuff, right? So that's kind of like um our like our mission. Do you have like a quote like a mission statement or something of your own? And if so, why is that the mission statement? You know, the original mission statement when I started my blog was rebelling against the culture of assimilation over individuality. <laughs> Can you say that one more time for the exactly. audience? I I, I got I it. I got it. I promise. It. I love it. So say it words. one. Say it one more time. <laughs> Rebelling against a culture of assimilation over individuality. That that was the original tagline that I came up with three years ago, and it's you know it's the new year. I'm starting to think you know maybe it's time for a refresher, uh, but I, I have it. It's you know it that that's what I I've got right now. <laughs> I mean that's it's it's really there's a it's really good. You packed a lot of content into a very yeah. into a tweetable um sentence. So that's that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And judging by but, like what you put out like I am um, follow you on Instagram and personally I'm judging it like that like fits everything that you put out like that statement right there. Yeah, it's, but then I have to say it on podcasts and it's so oh, hard yeah, for me to mouthful, get all those okay. words out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just because yeah, she doesn't put it on a t-shirt, right? <laughs> it can be it, true. It, it doesn't mean she wants to say it all the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wonder what it is with like first letter of every, every word. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I like, I like your, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a rebel myself or I've been typecast that way my whole life. Whereas Josh is more of an all-American, straight-laced, business-focused dude, um, <laughs> if I may say so. But yeah. but I, I like that whole um, I, I like your style and I like your approach towards advocacy because you're you're accessible and you're you know right within your nickname you're you're saying that this is I'm not accepting something or I'm I'm moving against the status quo. Um, and I, I think that that's so cool, and that that makes you um, makes you really special. Yeah. Thanks for doing everything that you're doing. It's really cool. Yeah, you really do incredible work. You really do, and it helps well, a lot of people. Well, well thanks. I, you know, it's fun. I'm. It's it's fun, and it's it's. It, I've 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 enjoyed it. You know, sometimes it's hard. There are some days where you really just like, why do I do this? Mostly because social media is just this really weird place where people just say things to each other that they would never say in real life. Yeah. And it's like, why? But, you know, other than those days, like I, most of the time, I love it. I'll be, I'll be like watching a really good uh, Netflix show or something with my wife on the couch. And she's like, like what atypical. are you What? She's like, what are you, what are you doing? why aren't you paying attention? I'm like, hang on one second. Someone just said something really, you know, I'm just commenting back to this person. Who? <laughs> Someone that I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, you know, yeah. put, put it down. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it is empowering and, it, and it's, it's important work. And overall, I think there's an upward trajectory yeah. to my happiness and my well-being and Josh's too and hopefully yours yeah. as far as being involved in, in this community. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's, awesome. it, it's kind of it's it's a mission, you know. I love a good mission. It's like so now it's like it's got it's like you just you almost like have you know you're you're driven because you you know you haven't finished. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of driving, can yes. we? Yes. Where are you right now? Sounds like you're on the road with the background. Yeah, I was hoping the background noise wouldn't be too obnoxious. We we're headed <laughs> out to go spend uh, the weekend on the lake uh, and and in Waco in central Texas. So wow. we're, we're driving out right now. And so I'm, I'm coming to you live from my dining room table in the, in the RV, uh, in our, in our, in our bus as we, we our RV bus as we creep up, creep on so down the road. So you live, you live in an RV full time. Yeah. I do. I, I, my guy, myself, and we have four dogs. And I think you may have heard one a little bit a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Made a little guest appearance. A little. Yep. <laughs> well, what's that dog's name? That's Sadie, and she's the one I knew would make the noise. She's she's the youngest, and she's the the most energetic and excited about life and everything. 
Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I'm sure you get asked all the time, but it, it's so cool. And it's one of those things that kind of is a dream for so many people or like a fantasy to be able to just be a rolling stone on the road and not have anything tying you down. Tell us about your, your life on the road. You're like a yeah. rock star. <laughs> well, you know, right now we're actually, we, we bought a used bus and we're, we're doing renovations and repairs on it. So we have a location that we kind of base out of around central Texas and we probably won't leave Texas for maybe another year, year and a half, because we want to make sure all of the mechanical repairs are done and everything is, you know, tip top shape before we start hitting across the country. Um, but, you know, right, you know, we, we've, we've been all over Texas, you know, since for the last two years since we've been in the thing. Um, and once we're done with, you know, getting all of it repaired and ready for the road, we'll be heading across the country and, you know, we'll, we'll live in, you know, a state for a month at a time, hopefully, or maybe longer if we like it. So, um, well, if I'm, you ever I'm come to New York, to if you ever come to New York, I know um, I'm speaking on behalf of David and myself that we would love to give you a tour of SLA studios. Um, and we, and, but in exchange for a tour of your home, I think that that is yeah, so the, cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like to all of our listeners, like, isn't it pretty cool? Like living like your, think about it, your house goes wherever you go. Like that's, awesome that concept that's, i actually heard i actually great. heard you krista speaking on spectrumly speaking um and you said something really cool like i i'm i've always been a homebody but now my home just travels with me so i can go wherever <laughs> rolling sensory bubble yes rolling <laughs> sensory know. bubble i really like that and if you do make it to new york we have plenty of places for you to park yes okay, that's the question because we it's long it's 40 feet long it's the size of a city bus it's wow. not a little yeah, thing. Please. We have four, four dogs. They need, they need a roof. You, <laughs> That's so cool. You know? Do you ever get? Do you ever feel cooped up, even though it's such a big bus? Uh, no. Well, so we made a point, and it was, you know, that we we had we spent a lot of time looking um, to find one that had a lot of windows. And so it feels very like open. And so like when you're looking around, there's like windows all around you at all times. And so you always see outside. And so there's a lot of natural light. And then on the, you know, in the nice days, I usually have the windows open and the breeze goes straight through. And if the weather's halfway nice, it's really great. Cause you know, we get to, we gave up the size of our house to be able to live in nature more. So we get to go to campsites and live by the lake and things like that fairly often. Um, and so that's, you know, that, that's the trade-off It's like, we get all that outdoor space too. Um, and I, I thought I would feel maybe cramped, but surprisingly I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, I'm living on the spectrum, like, because sometimes, like you said, you expect it to be cramped and then, um, it's not sometimes like a lot of times I find people expect me when they find out I'm on the spectrum, they expect me to kind of be like some way. And then, um, not nah, like you ever find that where, when people find out like, oh, you're autism. And then they, they say, oh, do you do this, this and this? And they say like basic stereotypes. Like I find that sometimes that happens to me, not as much anymore. Um, has that ever happened to like you or anyone, you know, uh, you know, I think the problem is, you know, with, with, when I tell people I'm autistic, they, they know the stereotype and I don't fit it. Right. You know? And so they're like, no, you're not. Or they're like, uh, are you sure? You know, they doubt it or they don't understand. Uh, and so that's kind of the bigger problem is like people have a very narrow idea of what they think it is. And sometimes yeah. there are definitely ways I do fit those stereotypes too. You know, there, I'm sure there's ways we all fit them. Uh, but it's like really challenging people's ideas of what those stereotypes really are. Because uh, mm. many of us don't fit them there's not you know one type of person we're so varied yeah no i, I agree so that that's why i think sometimes when when it happens i'm like no no you know like not all of us are like that you know some of us don't do x y and z we do one two three you know so yeah and even if you do do the things that people think you do because yeah. you have autism that's okay <laughs> yeah exactly I mean, but we're all different it's a thing so it's like not one like um thing is like overall for all of us. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool that both you both of you guys, Josh and Krista, are um 
using all those moments as teachable moments for for others rather than letting them oppress you or censor you or or keep you hold you back you know you're you're going out into the world and you're speaking your truth and then you're if someone has a question or had something to say about it you use it as an opportunity you know oh yeah and you know unfortunately not everyone's as as in the you know, has an equal position to be able to do that. Uh, but it's also just hard. And it's something, you know, um, we should, all, it's something we should all be striving towards. And, and also people should listen more and people should be asking more questions and feel comfortable asking questions and, and trying to figure people out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. It's re- yeah. But the whole thing, and I, I imagine Christy, you agree is um the the best part of this is the most rewarding thing is when someone comes up to you and says you know like I'm just very happy I have someone like you in my life I could look up to you or something because I know personally that has happened to me on multiple occasions and um that really makes everything which I do and it's pretty much embodies everything which SLA stands for it's just it's those moments are really like amazing I personally find mhm well, you know, it's 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 always interesting to, you know, like when you're you you can spot you know, like I have Audi radar. Like I you know, I can I can see. I know like a lot of times I can pick out another autistic person, autistic kid, you know, I see like a little mini me, you know, and like, like we're at conventions totally and stuff. We're not even at autism events and the parents is like, Oh, you know, he's you know, you know, say, Oh, he's autistic I'm like, I know, it's okay, so am I and the Parents are just like, oh, wow, you know, just and even just making those connections, you know, in person because they they may have been told like, you know, their kid who's like four, they have no idea what their kid's going to look like as an adult. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it may have they may have been told something really terrible. Yeah, of yeah. course. You know? and, and I think that's a good point because Josh brought it up as as, you know, other people with autism speaking to him and saying they look up to him. But also, I mean, do you do you interact with a lot of of cool parents that are so um that where it's refreshing for them to to meet you because they have young children um who you know they don't know what they're really dealing with is that is that a thing you know i think my i think my favorite is definitely you know the parents who've been told you know it's autism is this terrible thing and then there's they they you know they stumble across autistic voices whether it's mine or anyone else's and they say you know, I'm so glad I came across autistic adults and, cha- you know, changed the way I view my kid and didn't go with that other, down that other path. You know, that there's two paths they can go to when there's, when they're newly diagnosed, you know, anyone actually, an adult or a kid, you know, when you, when I, when I was newly diagnosed, I could have stayed in that angry phase and kept going in that angry direction, or yeah. I could have, you know, that it's go, which, which path do you choose? Do you go to the dark side of the light, you know, and, you know, finding, you know, Wait, I'm sorry, is that a star Wars thing? I've never seen. Star Probably. Wars. I don't know. I'm not a star Wars fan. Sounds but like star Wars it, reference. it sounds like star Wars, right? The dark side, darkness, light. Yeah. yeah, yeah we talk about this a lot. I haven't seen it yet. Are you, are you, yeah, see, you, Dave, you that's horrible. That, have you, yeah, that's horrible, have you Dave. seen star Wars? Kristen? I'm a bad nerd. I don't like star Wars. <sighs> what? Wait, I but, know. But, I wait, I think I nerd. think we need to edit this out. I don't want don't, I don't, want don't to... take my nerd card away. <laughs> oh no, that, that's horrible. That's horrible. I like Star Trek. What is what is like your special interest besides advocacy? Um, probably. Well, it, it's, it's interesting because you know my my whole life it's it's been evolved. But when I was a little kid, it started out with like I was really obsessed with animals, and like. I wanted to know what they were thinking and I wanted to talk to them and I wanted them to know like all of them that I was their friend, you know, even like the shy ones in the woods, like the squirrels and everything. I was like, no, I'm your friend. I I wanted them to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I really wanted to understand and be able to communicate with animals. And so like I started studying like their behavior and animal psychology when I was very young, like in elementary school, you know. Uh, And then when I was in middle school and got to be about like 12 13 i started to study human psychology because people didn't make sense to me you know little <laughs> little audi you know of course uh, mm-hmm. hint hint 
you know, how did they miss it? But so I was so into psychology, studying people that way through a magnifying glass because, you know, they didn't make sense to me because they didn't act rationally, you know, from my perspective. So it's just kind of funny. And then so now that, you know, with autism being thrown in there and like discovering that and just that aspect of like human behavior and more thinking about like I'm really obsessed with now since I've been diagnosed like how different like you know two people experience the same situation but they both experience it very differently just because of their background and their perspectives Mm -hmm. and I'm obsessed with this now because it's like I never realized how different my perspective is from the rest of the world I just thought everyone was nuts (laughs) you know (laughs) I just thought everyone else was crazy there's definitely not a right and wrong way to to view or take in the world, no. you know. And I think no. No. the way too many people are trying to, um, you know, get everyone onto their track of of how they they see the world, and that's not that's just not it, you know. No. Yeah. And, exactly. We all have and, something to contribute. You know, yeah, and you know, even Josh and I, despite how well we get along, we're really different. We have way yeah. different hobbies, different <laughs> political ideologies, different oh, yeah. hobbies, different, you know, and 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 but we we're st- we start from a point of mutual respect. Yeah, and and we like to think of that as like a microcosm of what we'd like the larger society to be like. It's just be better listeners and and be more interested in others yeah. and their perspectives and you lots know? of times like again like another thing of human folly is that we always look at our differences and like we just focus on that it's like there's a whole other half to it it's the similarity half it's mm-hmm. the you know but we always kind of like speak of obsession i think human nature we obsess on the negative mm-hmm. and we, we gotta focus on obsessing on the positive or at least like giving a 50 50 you know yeah like, if you don't mind, I want to switch. I want to switch gears for a second. I want to tell the audience a story. So That's I've been fo- I've been following Krista Holmes, neurodivergent rebel, on all social media channels. I've been following her for a, a while, for probably since close to the beginning of her um, advocacy career. And I was a fan. We had emailed back and forth a little bit when SLA first started, but then I ran into her. I haven't talked to uh, about this too much yet like on Trump. season two. But in October, I got the chance to go to Jupiter, Florida, to the Autism at Work conference. And I don't know about you, Krista, but I thought that this this was a a, a, a I was always on the I've been on this track for a while, but this was a life changing experience for me. I mean, I it, I left so energized and reinforced, um, you know, my beliefs and and my ideals reinforced to be able to interact with people like you and you know john elder robeson and all these self-advocates and business owners and you know ceos of fortune 500 companies to talk about employment um and it was just i hope we get to do it again we should do it once a month it was so cool (laughs) (laughs) and you actually and you actually spoke on a panel right yeah, I got, I got, I was invited to speak on the women's panel, um, and and it was really great, you know, getting to be on the share stage with some, you know, Haley and Dana Gastner and some really amazing um, people. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on names. Oh my gosh, but so many good names. Um, oh my gosh, I can see faces right now and hairstyles, and I can't, I can't <laughs> see all the names. But like it, you know, it was so amazing. But the best thing is, you know, knowing that. You know, even the people who aren't neurodivergent, we have allies out there because yeah. that's sometimes, you know, I wonder, do we really have allies or is it just autistic people uh, in our little bubble? Because I, w- you know, I want to bridge the gap and have communication between, you know, neurotypicals and neurodivergents because neurodiversity includes everybody everybody yeah talk about synergy in that room right i mean it was just the definition of like people from all different backgrounds and different ideologies and everything coming together under like a a common cause and people with more experience like self-experience like self-advocates and people with almost no experience but everyone's heart and and minds were in the right place and trying and it was just so cool from the moment the 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 event started it was a like a weekend long event from the moment the event started after the first uh speaker people clapped and then one person said um you know explain the flapping thing do you remember this yeah and then and, nope, and, and everyone so, picked up on it 
yeah, so the flapping, what, what I'm saying is that um, clapping can be, you know, sensory overload or problematic for certain people. And so in order to um, in order to promote a more inclusive environment, we were reminded to um, to flap instead of clap. Uh, I wish this I wish this was a video, not a podcast, so I could do it for everybody. <laughs> but um, everyone got so stoked on their flapping and it was so it was so cool. And then you know, someone would come in late, like the next day or something, and they hadn't known about the flap. They weren't told about the flapping. Mm-hmm. There'd just be one person that started clapping, and, everyone, <laughs> and then they'd be not shamed, just informed. <laughs> we fl- we flap here at yeah. work, right? It like, was just it looks so, like spirit so fingers. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it is just like spirit fingers, and um, yeah. that 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 just felt like um, the most meaningful round of applause that you could get. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. so so cool. I remember one of the keynotes. Um, the guy from from Walgreens. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he's so cool. I've read his book. But the the vice president of Walgreens that started a, a big um, disability hiring initiative. Um, he he probably just showed up for his talk or whatever, and then at the end, everyone started flapping, and he looked at everyone like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." You know, like <laughs> looked out at the audience like. I could be up here all day, you know, watching you guys flap. Thank you. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. it was really, really special. Yep. No, it, it, it was wonderful and it was really good. And I, you know, I got to meet two people that are not two people, but like also people who were um, employed through the program and who the program was actually helping. Uh, to, and so that, that to me is saying, this is working. These are people who are, you know, and again, to talk to people who this is, this program is touched, uh, and actually seeing it work, um, that, that, that was really powerful to me. And that, that made me feel very invigorized because we, we still have a lot of work to do, you know, to get yeah. other businesses to be willing to make the jump and, and do this, but it's, it's really important. But they certainly invited the right people. Yeah. I mean, so so a little background, Autism Work is mostly tech companies. It's Microsoft, it's SAP, it's Dell, um, it's uh, DXC from Australia. It's mostly computer uh, programming and, and web design and things like that. Um, but they're getting into and consulting with other industries like Spectrum Designs, which is where yeah. we work, which is an apparel decoration place, a screen printing place. So, you know, the fact that we were invited means that you know they're they're really um branching out and trying to figure out how to provide meaningful opportunities meaningful employment opportunities to everybody and that's huge yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah um did you have anything else (laughs) no do you have any questions for us (laughs) yeah can we do this again (laughs) yeah we can definitely do this again it went by quick didn't it yeah, no, you're you're so cool, and thank you for all you do. Um, oh. and and maybe we'll send you a little swag bag in the mail if that's okay. Oh goodness, guys, thank you so much. That, well, that, if, that's you, too kind. How do you get your yeah, mail? No, because of the RV, like it, they're always moving. Like, yeah, how how do how just how do we do that logistically? Like, <laughs> well, right now, since like I said, we have a base, like a central base that we kind of operate off of. Um, you know, that that's not a problem. But eventually, we'll have more mail forwarding on the road there, there's ways RVers RVers have yeah they've figured systems. all that out. yeah we just yeah. started thinking about it this has been a thing for <laughs> like a literally long time. just now just <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome so so cool having you on the show and yeah. we hope to speak with you again soon awesome thanks yeah. guys thank have you so much weekend. for coming on it's been a pleasure mm-hmm. bye all right bye bye bye